1: that's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
2: Equity Minds.
1: I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What well, I learned at 20 is Equity.
2: Welcome to another episode of Equity Made, a podcast where we help you learn to invest in 45 minutes or less. We break down the world of investing from beginning to dividend so that you can hopefully make some returns. My name's Bryce, and as always, I am joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How's it going, bro?
0: I'm very good, Bryce. Very excited to get stuck into our next hypothetical portfolio episode, Yes, where we're going to finish off the discussion around our core portfolio and then start. The discussion of the sexier part of it all, our satellite individual stock selection. who would
2: have thought bloody building a portfolio would take so long, be so complicated? Three episodes
0: (laughs) worth of a podcast.
2: (laughs) No, you're right, Ren. Today's episode, uh, we're hoping to close off the portfolio waiting. We're going to review some comments that have been coming in from our investing committee, being you guys, talk about our strategy in terms of our position, in terms of cash that we'll be starting with close out with some of the listener submissions that are coming in and our expert watch list so stay tuned for that pretty exciting news there. So, let's actually start with a couple of pieces of feedback from the investing committee as I said that's you guys out there listening to the show. Ren Daniel actually made comment on our last one. Remember when we were t- talking about our ETF core portfolio and we included Australian property, property and also and international, international property. property.
0: I do remember. He
2: commented on our, on our Facebook group and I think it's a fair comment. He said, I think property components is a bad call currently, maybe not a bad call very long term, but he wouldn't be going anywhere near it at this, at this stage and give sort of reasons for that. I can understand why he would be saying that, but what would your sort of response be to this?
0: Yeah, well, people who are in our Facebook group will see that uh, I already have responded. So they got a little sneak peek and that's why you should be a part of the Facebook group. (laughs) Nice. And maybe perhaps I should be reading your comments. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's 100% right. Property is probably not in for a good six to 12 months, depending on how long the virus lasts and what it does to different sections of the property market. I think, There are a few things. The first is this is a long-term set-and-forget model. And the whole problem with staying very short-term in what you think is going to move the market, but saying you're a long-term investor is you get into these situations. Mm. And so sometimes you have to just take your medicine and invest in a time when it's not a good time to be truly long-term in your thinking. And so for us, I think it would have been the wrong move to say, we're going to sit out of the property thing for 12 months because we think it may get worse. That is sort of against the ethos that, you know, we talk about on the show and that historically and academically has been proven to work, you know, time in the market beats timing the market. And I think my last point is that the property market isn't just one giant general thing. There are different subsections and they're all moving in different ways. So like, obviously there's a lot of talk around residential and, Depending on what's happening with JobKeeper and all of that stuff, depending on what happens with bank foreclosures, residential probably will get hit a bit. We had Chris Joy on the show, uh, who's a legendary bond trader, and he he sort of was seeing a short dip and then a a sharp recovery in the residential housing market. So there are a lot of factors there, but I think if you look at offices, they're they're probably going to hurt a lot more working from home, a lot more shutdowns, well, longer shutdowns than everyone was hoping. But there's also sectors of the property market that I think will be quite resilient and are doing quite well. Like warehouses are in massive demand at the moment and Coles, Woolies and Amazon are really driving big investments in that space in massive new distribution centers and the like in Australia. And there is other players who are moving online and that sector of the property market will do quite well. So I think I agree with him in general, but there's a few reasons why we decided mm. it's you know the time to do it.
2: Nice. A couple of other pieces of feedback that we should answer on the show. And that is a listener reached out on Instagram and asked, Are we reinvesting dividends? We absolutely do intend to keep track of all distributions that come through. And well, I haven't spoken to the CIO of our investment company. Really? What does that make you? CTO. Oh, okay. we are we're yet to employ a CEO. <laughs> <laughs> I personally would be reinvesting dividends. What are your thoughts, Ren?
0: I think the answer to this should just be on whatever's easiest for us to track because <laughs> the, otherwise this could become a real nightmare. Uh, right. It'll if, be a case-by-case case basis. But <laughs> I, I think, in theory, um, reinvesting dividends makes sense.
2: Look, I know how to use Excel. It's not that hard <laughs> to do.
0: <laughs> no, but I don't really have a dog in the fight. If we get dividends in cash, we should hold it in cash and then invest it back into the market or we can just reinvest them. But I think, yeah, whatever is going to be easiest for us to track within our technical limitations. Classic. (laughs) Ren's laziness is really coming through here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You'll you'll (laughs) thank me later. You'll thank (laughs) me
2: later. (laughs) The final piece of feedback that has come through was around the lack of sustainable and ethical options in our core portfolio. Were we planning on addressing that? Was it intentional? And where does our head kind of sit with that? Well, what are your thoughts on that, Ren?
0: I think we obviously have a uh, bent just in our personal philosophies towards sustainable investing. But the point of this portfolio was bare bones, strip it right back to the basics. So we didn't add any additional features as in like, you know, index trackers with a sustainable bent or anything like that, just because it was an another layer of complexity, I guess. So for the core portfolio at this stage, I think we steer clear of even heading down the thematic line into the sort of sustainable space even, let alone the more thematic stuff. I'm open to changing my opinion though, if if you think we should.
2: I feel like we will we will move towards wanting to put thematic ETFs and you know LICs and the like into this portfolio given that the rules for the satellite were that we're steering clear of those. But for now, I agree. I think for what we were trying to achieve from a bare bones, this is our core. It doesn't quite have a place right now. Mm. Um, but that's not to say, never say never.
0: Yeah. And look, all the conversations we're having are applicable to sustainable ETFs you know if we are investing in an ASX 200 ETF which we discussed last time if there is an equivalent sustainable ASX 200 ETF which just screens out miners and resource companies which might make it an ASX 40 or something <laughs> you could invest in that and you could apply all the same logic and you know the same philosophy is holding for the long term so this is really just a teaching tool obviously nothing we say is an actual buy hold or sell recommendation so the more important thing is the discussion and the lessons and then apply it in uh, in your own way
2: Right, before we move on to the nuts and bolts of this, there is a bit of housekeeping that we need to do that we should have done at the start, but has completely slipped our minds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we heard from the listeners and now this is for all the listeners out there who have more questions they want to ask.
2: That is right, Ren. So on the 11th of August at 7.30pm, we are going to be going live, virtually going live, first time in 2020. We have an event called Ask the Experts. ETFs special with Equity Mates and BetaShares. And we're going to be teaming up with uh, Elon, the co-founder of BetaShares, one of Australia's largest ETF providers, to sit down for about 45 minutes to an hour and go through a big Q&A session with you guys. So it's an opportunity for you to come on, join us live, watch Ren drink a few beers and talk about all things ETFs and you can ask them yourself.
0: Yeah. And if you have thoughts on our core ETF portfolio that you want to Raise, or you want to get Elon, the co-founder of BetaShares, opinion on? Feel free to submit your questions when you sign up and uh, ask them in that live session. You can really try and stump us with some curly <laughs> questions if you want.
2: I will be either taking hairy questions as a comment, or or, pass, <laughs> or passing them, <laughs> passing them to Elon. If you're keen to join us, and look, we would love for you to join us. Head to www.betashares.com.au dot com. dot au slash equity dash mates. That's au slash equity dash mates. Free to register. You can sit on your lounge with your dinner and watch from home. And it's going to be an awesome, fun, engaging sort of 45 minutes. So yeah. make sure you submit your questions when you do register. Prizes available for those questions that are awesome. And we look forward to seeing you.
0: And you do need to register because I'm pretty sure it's going to be a unique link situation. That's correct. So Even though it's free, make sure you do register so you do get your unique link.
2: Absolutely. Nice. Well, that closes out the ETF chat for that bit. Let's get back to the portfolio. The big question, Ren. We've got a current portfolio as it stands. We're re- recording this on the first of August. As it stands, the portfolio is worth thirty one thousand nine hundred and thirty six dollars. The biggest question that we put out now, there.
0: Now, hold on. We should be clear. So, before, just before when we we're talking about listener questions, we we're talking about the core portfolio. Yes. We've now moved to. Uh, Satellite. satellite and this this is the portfolio that we started when we started the show in 2017 so for people who have just picked up this episode back in the day we picked six stocks in different episodes in 2017 that made up our hypothetical portfolio we put that on ice for a little while long story you can listen back to old episodes if you want to but we decided to blow the dust off and pull it out in 2020 we had a look at our returns, and uh, we turned six grand into thirty-two, mainly because of just one stock that everyone in Australia is probably familiar with: Afterpay. Yes. So we are now in a position where we are deciding what we're going to do with that. Do we get to keep the Afterpay gains? Is really the, the question.
2: <laughs> so we asked you guys on social media what we should be doing. Facebook poll: eighty-eight percent of you suggested that we should be starting from scratch. Instagram 68% of you also said that we should be starting from scratch now. Fair call from you guys. I think <laughs> I think though that it kind of goes against our philosophy and message here, you know, this is the whole coffee can investing that Andrew Brown often talks about. You know, if you had if we take this off the table now and in 20 years time that stock is worth $3,000, then you've just left so much money on the table. But For the process of doing this, perhaps, Ren, I don't know what you think, but maybe we just liquidate the whole thing. That gives us $32,000 to play with in our core portfolio and also our satellite portfolio. What are your thoughts?
0: I like the idea of liquidating everything and just starting from scratch. The only thing I want to say before then is there was a lot of chat without Afterpay, the portfolio wouldn't have done nearly as well. And The response to that was, of course, but if you look at any portfolio, like if you look at any professional fund, if you look at what Warren Buffett is doing right now, you don't have an even distribution of returns. You should not expect that. In many cases, it will be a bell curve, but there will be a small percentage of your holdings that drive the majority of your returns in most cases. And right now that is exactly what's happening with Warren Buffett and Apple. And that's what happens with most, most professional funds. So I thought that pieces of feedback was interesting because it clearly wasn't expected by a lot of people. But for me, it was definitely expected. And in my personal portfolio, it's the same. Like There are some stocks that just rip along um, and others are a little bit slower. And so I think the fact that Afterpay ran faster than anything else isn't a reason enough alone to sell it but it sort of feels like we're starting fresh in 2020. So I'm pretty open to liquidating it. If you really want to hold on to Afterpay, given it's your baby, I'm happy for you to hang on to it as well. I'm pretty flexible here. From my perspective, I was surprised by some of that feedback.
2: Yeah, fair call. And so was I. Obviously, our message wasn't getting through clear enough. But look, for the purposes of the exercise, let's liquidate it i'll keep track of afterpay from a personal experience <laughs> yeah. personal point of view and we can see how it goes well
0: lucky for you as well as investing in this hypothetical portfolio you also invested in real life and IRL. that one uh, probably gives you a lot more joy than this one yeah fair
2: call it does so <laughs> all right ren so we've got about 32 on the table i uh, imagine we'll just split this 50 50 between core and satellite to kick off
0: i like that i like that so the rules of the game we have 32 on the table because yep. we've liquidated and then we're putting in a 1,000 every month. Yes, that, on top of that 32. Yeah. And that's to replicate the average retail investor that's working a job and saving a bit of money and we're saying a 1,000 a month.
2: Yes. But okay, to, I like that. But that's, to kick things yep. off, we're going to take 50% of that 32, 15,000 to build our core portfolio. Yes. And let's discuss waiting. This is where we really need to consider how much of the 15 are we going to invest in each of our seven ETFs that we have there at the moment. Now, to remind people what we've got, we've got an Australian equities ETF, the beta shares ASX200, A200 is the ticker, US equities, VTS is the ticker for that, Europe, the ticker is VEQ, Asia, Australian property, international Hold on, property, Asia, global.
0: Asia's ticker is VAE? Oh, uh, yeah, Yeah, I think there was a comment on the Facebook group that we didn't mention one of the tickers. So oh, okay. We'll Asian Ticker VAE, there. Australian
2: Property Ticker VAP and International Property Ticker DJRE, Global Infrastructure VBLD. Now, what we need to consider is, of all of those, what are we going to be putting the most amount of money in can I, what are we going to be putting the
0: Can most? I put a pin in that question and ask a separate question first yeah. because then that will probably come back to the discussion awaiting... Is there anything else that you want to put in the core portfolio at this time? And specifically, I'm talking gold, potentially fixed interest, potentially other markets like emerging markets or things like small caps.
2: I'm happy to leave emerging markets and small caps out of this, but I think it would be Good to include fixed interest being bonds and also gold commodities.
0: Gold being at a massive all-time high well, right Well, I'd
2: probably go with the CEF, the one that we can... But you can't buy that in Australia, which is a killer. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 So yeah. we're going to have to go with GOLD, which is ETF Securities. It is at an all-time high. But I think, again, for the purposes of it, just because it's at an all-time high, it doesn't we shouldn't take that yeah, into too much yeah. consideration. It's
0: funny, uh, Jesse Felder, who's been a massive gold bug for the last five eight plus years, wrote an article recently saying, might be time to cool off on gold. So, oh, really? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's probably because yeah. he's made a shitload of money uh, made, from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I remember, because I've had always had gold in my portfolio, and yeah. I remember getting, sh- not shredded, but getting a lot of feedback at one of our live shows a few years ago that why would you have gold in your portfolio? This is why. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, so what do we reckon? Okay, well, I would like to add fixed
2: interest and gold into the portfolio. Yeah, okay. What are you thinking?
0: Fixed interest for me is kind of like, uh, I, I, get, I get it. It's just, it's not very sexy at the moment, but <laughs> yeah, that's the so- point. And I know we had the whole conversation about property. Yeah, let's do it. Why not?
2: Okay. But I
0: I think we'll get to the weighting conversation in a sec, but I feel small small weightings to both of them. Very small. Well, let's
2: have that conversation right now. So we're on the same page, I think, when it comes to the stance for this being an aggressive sort of portfolio construction. Yep. What I mean by that is heavily weighted towards equities as an asset class and then from your defensive assets such as fixed interest, gold, I guess property might fall into that, less weighting towards that. So the big question, Ren, is what is going to be the weighting? If you were to take it from an asset class point of view, not breaking it down into Aussie, US, Europe, et cetera, yet, what would you consider to be your weighting mix?
0: I think there's no right answer here. Obviously, I want to be pretty aggressive. So I'd probably be saying 60% equities, 40% everything else. With not a lot of science, but that that feels about right to me.
2: I mean, this is why we do the podcast together, because I went away, I haven't spoken to you about this, and I have done the exact same weighting, 60% equities, 40%
0: other. Have you done... 15 15 15 15 10 10 10 10. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. So we're without speaking to each other we're completely aligned on how we would structure it. So just to explain the the numbers that I just rattled off then, of the 60%, there's four ETFs for international and Australian equity ETFs and we basically have both independently said 15% weighting to each of them. So 15% weighting to the US, 15% weighting to Australia, 15% weighting to Europe, and 15% weighting to Japan. And that equals 60% of the core portfolio. Asia X Japan. Oh, sorry. Did I say Japan? Yeah. That's my bad. So that's 60%. And then the remaining 40%, we've said 10% to the Australian property ETF. 10% to the international property ETF or international infrastructure ETF, 10% to gold, 10% to fixed income. That gold and fixed income allocation potentially is a little little bit aggressive.
2: The other component, Ren, that we need to consider is, are we leaving anything in cash as an asset class in itself? Because that is a consideration if you think about your total portfolio. I personally have cash available and it makes up a percentage of my total portfolio. Maybe, is it a 5%? Is it no, we're not just for the purpose of the exercise and we'll have cash available in the satellite portfolio? What are your thoughts on that? It's
0: a good question. I mean, cash is a useful defensive asset for certain situations when equity markets plunge, you know, cash gives you options, but it is also just, it holds its value. It's not a bad call. Maybe we say 5% gold, 5% cash. All right, Ren, 5% cash.
2: So just to close this out, we're going 60% total weighting towards our equities, Aussie, US, Europe, and Asia. Uh, We will make this available online at some point. We're just getting uh, the back end ready.
0: I know we said that last time. (laughs) Yes. We didn't just ignore our own what we said. We just are figuring out the best way to show it on our website. Yes.
2: 10% in Aussie property, 10 international property. Then we went 10 infrastructure, 5 gold, 5 cash. That's your 100%.
0: Yeah, if Bryce's maths didn't quite add up there, go to our website and check if (laughs) it's available. Hopefully it will be. You know what
2: I'll do? I'll just take a screenshot of this and we can post it on our Instagram as a start. That'll probably be the best thing. Yeah. Nice. Now, Ren, just to close out this episode, we said that we'd make reference to some of the listener submissions that are coming in because, as we said, you guys are just as valuable in this process as Ren is and as I am. Not Uh,
0: nearly as valuable as (laughs) (laughs) Bryce. Oh, thanks, Ren. That's really nice.
2: (laughs) So we've had uh, like four submissions come in which have been great. Trevor Myers, just a shout-out to Trev, he has put down NVX, Nova Nix Limited, Novinix Limited. Harry Caston has submitted points bet. James on Instagram has submitted zip. And Kush from the University of Western Australia Student Managed Investment Fund has sent through a bunch of awesome research around a number of stocks. So massive shout out to Kush and his team. We can't wait to share that with you guys as well. So there's
0: one other Facebook account that I'm pretty confident is your fake Facebook account that you <laughs> use in the discussion group that just keeps. Men- messaging me and pitching after pay? (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, busted. (laughs) No, look,
2: I think, uh, as I said, we will get to a stage where we will seriously consider all of the submissions that come through as we start to deploy the 15,000 in cash. That's going to be a really fun episode. But for now, just a shout out to you guys. Awesome. Thanks for sending those in and a shout out to everyone else. Please, if you have something that you'd like to be included in the portfolio, by all means, reach out and give us the submission. Just keeping in mind that one of the rules is that every submission must have a thesis, 50 words, 5,000 words, whatever it may be, we need to have a thesis behind it. So uh, looking forward to hearing from you yeah.
0: all. And last thing is as part of our mission to get all the knowledge possible from experts in our interviews and condense it down for us and for everyone listening to learn from, we're also going to tap into our network of experts to build out this watch list and to build out some recommendations for this portfolio. We have one. Now, we haven't released the interview yet, Mm. so we won't reveal the name of the person or the company that was recommended. But we're also going to be building up a little bit of a watch list from experts. Take their ideas, claim them as our own. (laughs) There's no points for originality in investing. It's all about your returns. Absolutely. And so we are going to steal some ideas from the best in the business. And you guys can also hear what they have to say.
2: Building the world's largest copycat
0: uh, <laughs> funds.
2: <laughs> nice, Ren. So look, just to close out everything there, a lot to absorb. But in summary, we're liquidating the satellite portfolio as it stands, taking the 32000 splitting 15000 into building the core, 15000 into rebuilding the satellite. And we'll endeavor to post on social media, at least what the current core portfolio looks like.
0: And... Don't worry. Bryce's maths isn't off there. He knows that 15 plus 15 doesn't equal 32. He's just siphoned <laughs> off the other two yeah. into his personal hey, account. i got to take commission somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole thing. We're
2: replicating real world management fees. Two and 20. <laughs>
0: Bryce is like the uh, Kodak insiders that had uh, great uh, great insight. <laughs>
2: <Massive>. <laughs> nice one, Ren. We're well, looking forward to seeing you all on the 11th of August, 7.30pm. Register at betashares.com.au forward slash equity dash mates if you haven't already. Otherwise, we'll leave it there, Ren, and chat next week.
0: Sounds good.
1: Thanks for listening to Equity Mates Investing Podcast, a production of Equity Mates Media. Please remember that everything you hear in Equity Mates Investing Podcast is general advice only. The content has been prepared without knowing your personal objectives, specific financial circumstances, or goals. The host of Equity Mates Investing Podcast may maintain positions in the companies discussed. Before considering any investment, please read the product disclosure statement and consider speaking to a licensed financial professional.